Hey, it's Sean Fennessy. We've got something special cooking on the Prestige TV podcast. I'll be recapping one of my favorite shows, HBO's Barry, every Sunday night with the writer, director, star of the show, the great Bill Hader. We'll talk about the show's wild twists and turns, its special brand of dark comedy, and how it all came together. So on Sunday nights, immediately after a new episode airs, you can hear Bill and I break it all down on the Prestige TV pod. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. We got a very special episode today. Not only do I have Callie Curry here. Hi, Callie. Hello. We are joined by special guest Kate Gallivan. Kate, welcome to the pod. Hi, guys. Honored to be here. So excited. Baby's first podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, ever? Wow. Literally ever. Oh my God. What? So hype. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Big we've, day. Been, we've been talking about this for a long time because we were going through the bios when, when it was Colton season. Clayton, sorry. I forgot when I was like, Colton, Clayton, Clayton season. <laughs> Interchangeable. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Callie was like, I know her. And we were really excited. And then you were great on the show. Not just saying that because you're here. We are big fans the whole time. We were. And delighted to have you on the podcast. So have you not get, gotten any other requests? Like what's going on here in Bachelor Nation? Um, honestly, it's been like, kind of, um, it's been kind of touch and go to be honest. I've like really been like kind of switching gears and like focusing on work because I'm sure as you guys can imagine, when you take a break with real estate, the pipeline kind of dries up. And so it's like Uh coming back off the heels of the show. I'm like, okay, I got to like pound the pavement and like get some things in escrow. So I've been kind of tunnel vision, but this is like so fun and exciting for me. I'm so happy to be here. Wow. Well, we're going to come back to your, your real estate job. We've yeah. got a lot of questions. <laughs> real estate works in LA and you work at the Oppenheim group. Do you still work at the Oppenheim group? Yes. Yes. There are texts from Jason on my phone as we speak. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> this, this is a lot. This is a lot. Um, let's start with The Bachelor, though. Why did you go on the show? So I want to just set the scene a little. Um, Great. Please do. Yeah. I was sitting on the couch drinking wine with some girlfriends who I've known in LA for probably close to eight years. I like found them. They're both, they're from the South too. Like we just kind of, you know, gravitated toward each other. They're big fans of the show. Um, They were like, we're gonna submit you for this. Like we think you would be so good. You're not dating anybody. Like, let's just, you know, fill out an application for you and see where it goes. And to be honest, I was like, cool, go for it. I'm sure they'll never pick me. Like I am geriatric in like bachelor nation. <laughs> like I'm about to be 33. <laughs> so like, I feel like, you know, maybe the window is closing for me. I don't know. I didn't give it much thought. Um, cut to it's, you know, like in the summer and I get a call from casting producer and I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about this. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm single. Yes, I'll do this. This is so crazy. And then, you know, the rest is history. Wow. So what was the, like, what was the application process? Did you send it in a video? Did you fill out a form? Like, there, what was that like? It, um, there were definitely a couple hoops to jump through. And it was interesting because like being in LA, I think I got to like kind of see things a bit more hands-on. I got to actually meet mm. people, you know, from mm. afar. Um, but yeah, there were pictures, there was videos, um, you know, questions and things like that. Um, which, you know, I get, they like need to know kind of what's under the hood and how we are and things like that. So definitely like a lot of different versions of the experience, but it was so exciting to me throughout (laughs) the entire thing. So I was just like, this is so surreal. Like the fact that this is actually happening right now is just otherworldly, to be honest. Have you ever had aspirations to be on TV like at all? Or was was this kind of just like a jump? This was out of left field for sure. I mean, like, I'm not opposed to the idea, obviously, but like, (laughs) it wasn't something that like, I was like trying to like cultivate or like manifest into my life. It was something where it just kind of ended up falling into my lap and I feel really lucky to have had that happen. Wow. Did you watch the show? Um, growing up in the South, I definitely, it was like around, you know, it's like football Mm. and the bachelors, like religion in that area (laughs) of the country. And so like, I would watch with friends, but I wasn't a diehard Bachelor stan. Like, I remember, like, after I got cast, I was like, I should probably, like, watch some, like, previous seasons to, like, (laughs) get the lay of the land, you know, and, like, see what this is about to be. But, like, nothing can really compare or or prepare you for that. I was going to ask, did it help at all? Um, In some ways, yes. Like, understanding, like, okay, there's, like, group dates and there's one-on-ones and sometimes there's two-on-ones and, like, kind of understanding, like the format of the show, but like, it's so different to watch from the outside as opposed to like actually like being in there, you know, it's honestly night and day. Which, which season did you watch to get a, um, to get a lay of the land? I watched Matt James season. I was afraid (laughs) you were going to say that. (laughs) I watched Matt James season. I watched Colton season. Um, and I watched like a little bit of Katie season and then I like Mm. dabbled in paradise a little bit too. So I kind of like, tried to like, you know, buffet style, just like test all of the different, like, you know, mechanisms. So I feel like you picked a lot of uh, crazy seasons. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, and then like cut to like the season I was on. (laughs) Oh my God. Seriously. I I have like a lot of very specific questions because it was such a crazy experience, but like, um, I guess what was the biggest surprise for you? Because if you watch Colton season, you probably are like, 
so that he should, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the takeaway from Colton season is like, oh, he knows who he wants very far in advance. And then Matt season is just a total tire fire. I don't know if, sorry to, to, to Warner <laughs> Brothers, <laughs> see. but it was just like such a complicated situation. And like Katie got so much screen time, but it didn't like, we didn't really know anything about Rachel. Like, so what was like the biggest surprise to you? Because I, I can't imagine what your takeaway would be based on just those. Um, I mean, it's like, so there's so many different factors that go into it. And like, um, it, it was such a, an unchartered territory, you know, like going into something and not really like having your bearings and like having to kind of play where you stand and then watching it back and like seeing what, what things happened after I left, you know, because like it, it, for me, it kind of felt like such a like quick and chaotic. And then I'm like out, you know? And so like to be able to watch what happened to like the rest of the girls after I left and just the way that things unfolded with Shanae and like how after she left the connections that were formed and like seeing these girls that like I had connected to and made friendships with go, you know, on this like wild ride. I mean, it really is just, you just never know. And like, that's also like a life lesson, you know, it's like, you just can't, you can't control everything and you can't possibly like predict what's going to happen. But like, I mean, I think gosh, it's, it's so hard to like nail down one specific surprise. The whole experience overall was like, so just like shocking, shocking you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you, do you think that you could feel who the connections were with super early on? I definitely. You mean Clayton's connections, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember like night one, like watching him talk to Susie and just mm. being like, I know that girl is a force to be reckoned with, you know, mm. like I like, could tell that like there was, I remember like just watching them talk and like watching them kiss. And like, I remember like logging that piece of information in my mind. I like, I see this girl, you know? Um, yeah. But then there's other things where it's like, you know, I, you know, seeing like him with Rachel, especially like watching, you know, the whole season, like the way that she looks at him was like so tender and so genuine. And that's not something that I was privy to when I was there, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see that the way that America and like the rest of, you know, the country got to see that, but it's just like, so sweet, you know, you brought up Shanae. What was the Shanae experience like in real life? To be honest, um, I went into this giving everybody a healthy amount of grace because it's just like, look, we're like living this experience for the first time. Like, I, as like a 32 year old woman have done a lot of self work and like went into this meditating and journaling and like, you know, being like very like ready and in my own body. But like, I don't expect everybody to have that same, those tools, I guess. So like with Shanae, like when I met her, I didn't think that we were going to like hit it off and be homies, but I like, didn't, I didn't think that it was going to go the route that it did. (laughs) I thought that she was, you know, from a small town and maybe hadn't seen much of the world. And like, you know, that's fine. No tea, no shade. But like, I certainly didn't think it was going to be as sinister as it was, you know. Did it, did she feel sinister in the moment or only like when you were watching it back? Like what was her behavior like on the off days and around the house and whatever? She was fine, to be honest. Like I, I didn't really spend a lot of time with her. Like I hung out with different groups of girls and like wasn't trying to cultivate a meaningful friendship with her. I felt like we were different people and that's fine. You know, I don't expect Mm -hmm. for like all these girls to be my best friends, but with her, it was just kind of like, okay, like I don't have a problem 
with her, but I'm not going to go out of my way to like try and get in a deep combo or like peel back the layers and see what's going on. I, you know, it was friendly and it was cordial and that was totally enough for me. And I think she would probably say the same. It seemed like a lot of women felt the same way as you. And so anyone that had any conversation with her, it seemed like she took that like to heart because not a lot of people were trying to do that. Yeah. And I also feel, you know, grateful that I wasn't caught like, you know, in the crosshairs of like the, like the anger and the, you know, the outbursts and the talking to Clayton about stuff, like, you know, who's to say how I would feel on the other side, if that would have been me, but it wasn't, you know, I feel like collateral damage in that, you know, scenario, but like, I definitely wasn't targeted personally victimized, you know, by Regina George. (laughs) (laughs) um what was it like what do you do on the off days like what do you do all day in the house when you're not on a date there's a lot of chilling there's a lot of chatting (laughs) um there was moments by the pool like I remember like um Melina and Elizabeth and I had like a little workout moment where we were like Mm. you know off the side like doing crunches and stuff there's like a lot of time to get to know each other and it honestly was giving me sorority house vibes, mm, yeah. like, which is so fun. That was like my major in college was like Greek life, which, you know, didn't get <laughs> me very far in the professional world. And, you know, maybe <laughs> if I had had some wherewithal, I would have switched gears, but like getting to like hang with the girls and just be at the house felt so iconic, you know, like, oh my God, we're here at the bachelor mansion. And we just get to like, you know, cook dinner together and drink wine and like talk about boys. Like it was like kind of like almost a sleepover. It was really fun. Sounds like summer camp. Yes. Yes. yes, Very much so. Yeah. Summer camp, like in a way where you're kind of just off in your own world and you don't have to worry so much about what's going on back home and like what's happening with other things. It's like such a like, it's such a cool microcosm of the world that was honestly like a nice reprieve because we've just been through so much yeah, as a society yeah. collectively. Like it, I felt really fortunate to just kind of like be able to unplug a little bit. You know, it also explains why, and Juliet and I have talked about this a little bit, but sometimes, or not sometimes, all the time, every single season, people come off the show and they are like best friends. And I'm always like, I don't get it. You're on this show for a few weeks with this person. Like, did you not have friends before this. And then that's always my question too. Did you have friends? Yeah. And then you see (laughs) people like hanging out together all the time. And I'm like, where are your real friends? But I feel like because the situation is so different and you went through it with this person and you spent 24 hours, like nonstop. It's, I think it's kind of the same way, like as someone can actually fall in love with someone in this very short period of time, it's because you're with this, these people over and over again. And you have very little entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys have to like figure it out together. You are the entertainment. I mean, it's it's a time <laughs> warp. It's like, of course you can fall in love here. Of course you can make best friends here because like it's it's a like dimension that like isn't at happening at the same speed as like this one, you know? Yeah. I feel super close to a lot of the girls. And like, I think that's also like just having a shared experience and like kind of being in this little group of people that just like understand, you know, 
you just get super close. And like, for me, like I'm always of the mentality of like new friends are great. You know, I'm like, you're the the anti Drake. Exactly. No new friends (laughs) never resonate with me. I'm like, why don't you want new friends? I love new friends. Like I, maybe it's, you know, I'm not at a level where like, you know, Drake's friends are, or like the new friends of Drake are probably like opportunistic and trying to take advantage of him. But like, for me, I'm like, new friends are great. Like bring them on. You're you've been on a reality show and your reality show adjacent. You got to be careful. People are going to start trying to use you. Thanks in the grass. Yeah, seriously. So so who do you still hang out with? Um. So gosh, who are my who are my girls? Um. I living in LA. Um. There's definitely like a handful of us out here. Um. Genevieve is one that mm. I see frequently. I love her. Um. NC and I hung out a bunch before she left. Mm. Melina and I will like go work out at Equinox together. Um, nice. But as far as like girls that I still talk to, I talk to Jill and Hunter all the time. Um, I saw Tessa and Gabby. Um, uh, I remember who all these people are. Hunter, I feel like she, blonde. no one knew who she was. Yeah. And then on the Women Tell All, she like got a lot of screen time. So she came like roaring onto the scene. But Hunter was fighting like, for her life there? for sure. And she killed it. She's <laughs> she, the type that like, tells an amazing joke and like no one hears it. (laughs) (laughs) She also is one of the people that kind of got, you know, trampled on with all the Shanae stuff. She did. She was definitely like in the, in the wake of all of the Shanae damage. And that's unfortunate, but like, it's just, you know, it's, it's the nature of the game, I think. Um, But she's a sweetie. I like her a lot. By the way, couldn't have bigger Gabby friends than Juliet or fans than than, yeah, that, not friends. Wish we were. Gabby friends. is Gabby <laughs> is just the realest, like as they come. Like Love who her. she is is steadfast and unchanging. Like what you see on the show, that's like how she is in real life. And seeing her kind of on the other side too, it's like you're in this like little pressure cooker microcosm. And so like you're like, what are people going to be like in the real world? And like she's somebody who like we just instantly picked right back up where we left off and we would like text about euphoria because we were both watching (laughs) and like, she just is like, I can't say enough good things about her. I'm really excited to watch her journey with Rachel. I don't know her and I can't say enough good things about her. Yeah. Uh, She's one of my favorite people that has ever been on this show. Yeah. Um, We also really appreciated her humor. Like she seemed to just like not take herself too seriously. So um, happy to hear that. She's like that in real life. She definitely is. And it's just such a breath of fresh air too, because that is an environment where like you, you are cognizant of how, what you're saying and the way that you're presenting yourself and for her to kind of bring authenticity to that, I think is just such a testament to who she is. I also think that like the combination of confidence and goofiness plays really well. It's perfect. Like, I I mean, that's like a fun combination to be around, but I also think it's really good for television. Yeah. also differentiates you from so many of the women where they do not have that. Yes, a hundred percent. There's like a lot of depth and like the paradox, kind of like you said, of like, yeah, you know, it's just it's it's so fun to watch. They say to never meet your heroes, but we might I might need to meet her. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about the women tell all? So when we watched it, we were like, that man must be single. And so like when you were at the women tell all. What did you know about what had gone on in Iceland and what was the vibe like in the room with Clayton? Cause it, it seemed really intense. Um, I thought he looked like he was going through it. I thought he was single. 
I had no idea. Had you guys heard anything? Because Teddy made that one comment of like, based on what I know, like, I hope you're okay. There, you know, there were whispers, certainly, but like nobody had any like confirmed evidence. Everything was like super like under wraps and like, I get it. You know, that's like what, you know, it's a part of it. But I definitely didn't realize that he and Susie were together. I also, just based on his body language and just like his energy, I was like, someone should check his pulse and somebody should like get him, (laughs) give him a hug, you know, like, are you okay, buddy? Like, damn. Yeah. I feel like we concluded that he's obviously made some mistakes, right? He definitely could have done things better, but at the core, I don't think Clayton is a bad guy. I just don't know if this is the right platform for him to find love, although he did. So yeah. And I echo that, like, you know, I think it, I think it's probably really tough to be the lead. I think there's a lot of pressure. I think like for us, you know, going through it, we had each other and for him, he doesn't have the same, like, you know, group of people to like comfort him and to be a sounding board. Like, I think he, a lot of it, he's having to make decisions and I, I can't fault him, you know, for like stumbling along the way. Do I think he could have done some things differently? Absolutely. I'm sure he feels that way too. But Callie, like you said, I I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he has a good heart. And I think he, you know, was coming from a good place. I just think it's, you know, it's really heavy sometimes. And I think we can see, you know, that kind of like taking a toll on him. We were really surprised it wasn't Rachel. Were you surprised it wasn't Rachel? Yeah. I, the, the, like I said, the way that she looks at him and like just the like almost like tangible, kind of connection that you can see, I definitely would have assumed that it could have been her. Um, but Susie is a class act. I, I can't say enough good things about her either. Um, she and I have kept in touch a little bit after the show. We definitely were extremely close in the beginning. Um, but you know, a lot happens after that, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I think that she has, the best intentions. And I think she definitely sees the good in him and who's to say, you know, what happens in the future. But I think for now, I'm I'm like here for it. That's nice. Yeah. I also like that Susie did things her way, which I think is really hard to do on the show, especially to your point. Like you end up, whether you're, it, it seems anyways, especially even like in Matt James season, whether you're trying to or not, you end up trying to please what you think people, maybe the producers, I don't know, want to see. Um, and she was kind of like, eh, I'm going to do it how I want to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. She did it her way. Yeah. Cool. She like stayed true to herself and like her values and she like stood firm in who she is. And it is hard to like do that, especially, you know, like you want to put your best foot forward and you want to like, be the best version of yourself. But like, there are so many elements and there's, you know, so much going on in your head that like, it's, it's easy to kind of like get derailed from that. But I think for her, she was doing a really good job at like staying centered and all of that, like during the chaos. So that's like something to be recognized, you know? Yeah. I have a logistical question. Yes. That I'm not sure if I can ask or not, but whatever. (laughs) It seemed Kate, that this Kate won't answer if she can. <laughs> it seemed like this was the first season back where people are drinking some more. 
Um, I can't speak to like the level of alcohol from previous seasons because again, like I wasn't like a super fan or like privy to like what was happening. Um, I think people were excited to like be back in the mansion. And I think there was definitely like a level of like, this is so iconic and cool. Um, but I don't know how much I can like really yeah. divulge about the booze of it all. Um, Did but you we have had more fun. than two drinks per hour? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. We, we um, followed protocol to, you gotcha. know, whatever the best of the ability is. Um, Related to that, kind of. Did you know who Jesse Palmer was when you first saw him? Um, I didn't know Jesse Palmer from Adam, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like not think- watching a lot of SEC <laughs> Network, even though you're from Tennessee. <laughs> I know I'm failing like my southern roots to hear my thing. Where, but- where did you go to college? I went to Middle Tennessee State. Go Blue Raiders. Nobody knows what that is because the football team isn't very formidable. Um, but largest undergrad in Tennessee, like bigger than really? UT. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I so you- I would have Julia. You've heard of Middle Tennessee State, right? Or no? No. Okay, well, maybe it's from being from the South. You you hear about all the different schools. So I I yes. heard of it. Yeah, MTSU. I have it. But so Jesse Palmer, you're just like, who is this guy? Yeah, I um <laughs> I I thought he looked strikingly similar to some another male on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, Jesse Palmer like is a lot. very good looking. Yeah. He's so. Much yeah. hotter than Clayton. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I have that one? <laughs> oh my god! Did you get close to him? His eyes are so beautiful. I've They're never, piercing. I've never. Oh my god! I've never met him in person. I've only seen him on Zoom. But his, I will never forget his green eyes. They are stunning. Yeah, like yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Did anyone know who he was? Like the first night, was everyone like, "Who's his host?" Like, no, what was girls, that like? Yeah, girls knew who he was gotcha. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Interesting. Okay. And so when you are like telling the other girls, you know, your story and you're like, I work at the Oppenheim group, 
Did anyone recognize that from Selling Sunset? Like, what was the familiarity with your day job? Um, there was a significant amount of familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> That's it really funny. Yeah, it wasn't like a like um, like unrecognizable like sure. thing. There was definitely like the girls were like, "That's so cool!" Like, do you get to hang out with them? Are you on the show? You know, like it was it was cute. It was a fun little talking point. So how many people work at the Oppenheim group that are not on the show? There's a handful of us, which is hard to believe um, because... Not hard like, to believe. Like, <laughs> we've, done a, we've done a lot of research into this. Probably so too much. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of questions. <laughs> um, no, there's definitely a handful of us that are active agents who aren't cast members on the show and who like go into the office and actually work like after this podcast, I have some showings and then I'm going to like pop by the office and work for a little bit. So like it is real. Where do people sit if all the desks are taken? Or like how many people are there at a time? That's like one of our big questions. Like where yeah. does everyone sit? Um, Seems small. And also obviously on the show, it's a lot such of desk a thing. conversation. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like talk around the desks. But like mostly you just kind of get in where you fit in. And like there's like some days where like they're filming and they don't want us to be in the office mm-hmm. and like taking up desks. So like there's not a turf war all the time about where to sit like the majority of the time there's plenty of space yeah also so i'm assuming that the desks are kind of it's like kind of open you go you go in and whatever desk is available you're going to sit down at they're not like assigned no like it's kind of just like wherever like jason always sits at the same desk like his assistants sit at their desks like there's like a little bit of a method to the madness but like most of the time like i can just find a spot and post up but the beauty gotcha. of real estate is like, you're not clocking in from nine to five. You're out and about, you're in the world. That's like what drew me in initially was like just the flexibility and like the ability to kind of like make my own schedule and be like out in the world dealing with people, but also be able to like sit at home in sweats and a robe and like do some things from there too. <laughs> you all can't see this, but Kate is looking very lovely today, not in sweats <laughs> and a robe. So <laughs> some days you dress up too. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you get listings? That's another big point of contention. So like, how does it work? Do you have to bring in all of your own? Do they throw you some? Like what's, what's the relationship and how do you get a listing? The majority of my business comes from me, which I'm like proud to say, and that is not always easy. Um, a lot. And luckily a lot of my business is referrals. So it's past clients who have done a good job for either use me again to sell a property or refer one of their friends who's looking to sell or buy. So that's kind of been my bread and butter. There's Mm. also like a level... I mean, this market is really crazy. And I'm sure you guys have like heard about, you know, all of the like, you know, hectic nature of everything that's going on. So like I door knocked this year, which was humbling to say the least. I have such an appreciation for like Jehovah's Witness or like anybody who's going door to door because like it is so uncomfortable because you could just feel the person being like, you know, who the hell are you and why are you here? But like, I think if you open the door and it's me, it's the least aggressive version of the experience. So I've actually like had listing appointments and like met people through door knocking, which has been so funny. Um, Wow. Do you have like a specific turf and like do... Do people in the um, agency, is it like if something were to come in and they were going to give it to someone, is it based off of kind of like she has experience in wherever? You know what I mean? 
There is a level of like um, farming, you know, like a Mm. specific area that you kind of nurture and cultivate. And that's one pathway. For me, I felt like farming was a bit limiting because a lot of my clients are my circle or my sphere or my friends. And not all of them can, you know, afford to buy a house in the hills. So like for me, it's been a lot of just like client-based Mm. areas and like, you know, kind of building on that, but it's like, it's so relational. It's all about building rapport with people and like same with the office too. If you're showing up and you're doing a good job, then like, you know, there's more, um, business that's being brought to you, you know? Yeah. 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 And so who, like who from the show are you friends with? And also sorry, before you answer that, you don't need to name names, but ev- does everyone on the show actually work at the Oppenheim group? Yes. Yes. I think it's so Even funny. Brett? Yes. Even Brett? Yes. A hundred percent. I think it's so funny. The conspiracy theories about like, they're not real agents. Remember Chrissy Teigen being like, I've never seen any of these people. And I look at real estate all the time. Like, well, first of all, being a realtor is like the most popular career choice in Southern California, <laughs> yeah. other yeah. than like being a lawyer. So like, of course you haven't like seen everybody, like, unless you're like looking at listings every single day, like it's, you know, everyone and their mom is a real estate agent. Can have different people. Multiple agents. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, So can confirm everybody works there. Everybody is a licensed agent. Wow. (laughs) So then why does Brett have the Oppenheim real estate group and Jason have the Oppenheim or like Oppenheim real estate versus Oppenheim group? I'm so confused by it. I don't even know what that is. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Brett's got his own website and he's not on the O group website. (laughs) Brett is a, Brett's a funny guy. I like, (laughs) I have like, that was his own doing. (laughs) (laughs) So Jason is the broker of the company. So it's like, Jason is the, you know, the person in charge, the person who owns the Oppenheim group. Brett is also an agent, but Brett like also kind of like does his own stuff too. So maybe that's mm, okay. like where like a, a disconnect could be, but no, every but everybody's legit. I have okay. a follow up question to Juliet's question: Does every has everyone on this show sold a house in 2022? I don't know, to be honest. I don't like. <laughs> I haven't seen the stats. You know, like I think you could probably you could probably check the MLS and see, but like I don't know. For me, it's like you know, I I see you know some of the people like I've partnered up like with Mary on stuff that Mary's actually the one who got me the job. Oh, really? I just ran into her. Like I'd seen her out and about in the field doing showings. And I remember, um, they had a listing that was on the show. It was, um, French Montana's house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had a client who wanted to see the house. And so I was going to go preview for him. So I went and Mary was there like showing the house. And so it was me and Mary and I was just like cracking jokes and like being myself. And she was like, you should meet Jason. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I like Mary. So do you watch the show? Yes, of course. You got to smoke what you're selling. You got to like get high (laughs) on your own supply. So yes, I watch the show. (laughs) I mean, also I'm sure it's like anybody that has a friend that's on the show. You might not be friends with all of the women, but you know them, work with them, whatever. Yes. to a certain extent for whoever actually it does work. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would definitely watch if I were you. Yeah, I would too. What is to, to you, what's the fakest part of selling sunset? Um, I, I think the fakest part is the like, um, 
like the actual process of purchasing a home. Mm. It's like, they're like talking to the seller and it's like, (laughs) okay, well, here's the offer. And then the other person's on the phone with the buyer and they're like, okay, here's what he said back. And then, okay, deals closed now pop champagne. And it's like, what, (laughs) what about the appraisal? What about like the inspections? Like there's like the not sexy part of real estate where it's like where the actual drama happens is like through the transaction. And like, they don't show any of that. It's all like, okay, here's the offer. Okay. It's accepted. Now we're like closing and moving on to like, you know, fighting with Christine. (laughs) Sure. 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 In New York, the, the property market is so hot that often to get a house, you have to forego inspections. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had, I had an offer on one of my listings that removed their inspection contingency. And I was just like, why? (laughs) Like, you you don't know what's under the hood, you know? It's so, it's such a huge risk, but like, contingencies are being removed left and right. That's just like what it is right now. It's really, really oh intense. It's awful. Yeah. Is, I would, I would absolutely never. What if you need a new roof or what if like you need entirely or new mold plumbing? and you probably yeah, will. Then mold. there probably is. But for me, I'm so numb. to like a lot of that because I see it every day. I'm like, Oh, it's asbestos. Just like, don't touch it. You're fine. But no, it's really crazy. And New York is um, an attorney state, right? So like the agents yeah. don't even duke it out. It's the lawyers, which yeah. for me, as someone who enjoys control, that would be really <laughs> tough for me to take over like or hand over the reins, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like all closings are with or with lawyers and everything. So crazy. Yeah. Um, so who are you friends with from the cast? Um, so friends with um, Mary and Amanda. Um, nice. Amanda is a riffer. You know what I mean? Like you like sit, tell a joke and she builds on it and then you build mm. on it. And it's like, I love like that type of humor. Gabby's the same way. Um, nice. Amanda seems awesome. Yeah. And also like she's great. been through Amanda's a lot awesome. and like doing great. She, totally. She's had a, like a difficult hand dealt to her and she like has such a positive attitude and is so much stronger for it. I have the utmost respect for her. Um, I like Mary a lot. Some of the other girls like Heather's usually down in orange County, um, with Tarek. So I haven't spent a lot of time with her. I think she's super cute and like her on the show. Like I want to be her friend, but I just am not really (laughs) around her much. Um, same with Maya. Maya spends a lot of time in Miami, so I can't like, I don't have like a super strong connection with her, but Mm -hmm. I think she's great. I also really feel for her, um, with what she went through. Yeah, with the baby. Um, so, you know, always sending like good vibes and prayers for her. Um, I can't imagine having to rewatch yourself being pregnant after mm-mm. suffering a miscarriage. I, like, like that is so brutal, sad. so brutal. I really, I, I feel for her. Um, Me too. Christine, I, I have had limited inter- interactions with, and I honestly really liked her. Um, mm. She asked me what lash serum I used. I told her <laughs> lash boost. <laughs> Shout out Rodden and Fields. <laughs> that shit that your high school friends are selling and you're like, this is a pyramid scheme, but it's actually not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, re- that's really funny. Yeah. Um, wait, what about Chriselle? Chriselle and I um, haven't spent too much time together. She is obviously very stunning and like a warm person, like really sweet. She's so busy. Like, I think like she's like, she's got her hands in so many different things. She wrote the book. She was on Dancing with the Stars. So I haven't spent a lot of time with her. But the time I have spent with her, she's been very engaging. She's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. She she does. And she's um, like a down-home girl, you know? Like the homegrown element, like I can definitely resonate with. So like I, you know, I feel like we're cut from the same cloth. So LA is such a weird place. Like 
do you gravitate now towards spending time with like bachelor people or like, you know, your work friends? Like who's like your crew in LA? Cause it seems like sometimes people will go on these shows and it just like totally changes their social dynamic. Like for understandable reasons, like someone's once told me that like similar to this, but in real life, like all people want to do is ask you about like the bachelor selling <laughs> yes. sunset. Yeah. And so, and so then like it reinforces wanting to be with other bachelor selling sunset people to like avoid those conversations. So like, what has your life been like in the last few months as you've been, you know, deeper into this world? Um, my life for the last few months has been like <laughs> a tailspin of trying to find balance in like friend groups and work and then trying to like maintain any shred of a workout regimen and also like save money and like, you know, self-care. Like it's, it's been a lot to juggle to be honest, because like you said, there is so many different friend groups, like bachelor people. I feel so deeply connected to because of a shared experience. And because, you know, even though I didn't find love on Clayton season, like the girls were a plus and like, Mm. I still have long-standing friendships with the majority of them. So like cultivating that in and of itself could be a full-time job. Like there's so many of us and like, you know, a lot of them don't live here. So like having like FaceTimes and like setting up calls and stuff just to like stay in each other's lives has been like so fulfilling, but also extremely like taxing. And then on top of that, there's like my coworkers who like aren't, I can't even really call them coworkers because like we're friends. Like I went to Coachella with them. Like there's, you know, there's that level. Like with Amanza? With Amanza, with Mary, with Romaine, with Jason and Brett and like, you know, a bunch of their friends and then some other people who work there but aren't cast members. Um, So like... Cool. That those lines are blurred too because it's like, you know, I work with y'all but you're also my friends and you, you understand reality TV and you kind of also understand this crazy dynamic of real estate in LA. So like, I do feel really connected (laughs) to them too. But then like beyond that, there's my friendships from CAA, like my like girls who like nominated me for the bachelor in the first place. Like there's like so many friend groups that I feel connected to, but like don't always get to see as much. It's definitely like a juggling act that some days I'm better at than others. I gotta be honest. I'd be really bad at it. It's, it's hectic. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like... Yeah, it sounds demanding. Also, I do think the like the public part of it must be overwhelming. You're like, oh, people are, like just feel like they can talk to me all the time. Well, I, I had a TikTok go like baby viral, and then it like really shot off after season five aired. But it was like people like peeking in to mm. the office doors. Oh, right. It, it it happens constantly, and like the feedback has been like, "Why don't you just open the door?" And I'm like, "Are you out of your mind?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Also, you're like, "I'm at work. I'm not here <laughs> like, to chat." Hi, I'm not a cast member. I'm actually like trying to write an offer right now. So, like, can y'all like go away? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you think so funny. that the show causes people to not want to work with Oppenheim Group or want to work with them more? I think it's a mixed bag. I think the majority is like, it's good for business. People like people like the show or like want to feel connected. Also, it's like, it's so LA, you know, it's like that's showbiz, baby. Like people like <laughs> love the like, the glitz and the glamour and like, you know, it being on TV. So I do think the majority of feedback has been people want to work with us. But I do think that there's a level of you know, people who turn their nose up and it's like, well, that's reality TV and that's not real. And like, of course, 
like there's an element of that, but like it is based and rooted in like a real brokerage and like real people similar to the bachelor. It's like, we're all real people and we all are single and like want to find a partner. Like, yeah. And you're like, maybe this could be it. Yeah. Seems unlikely, totally. but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Um, Kate, one yeah. more question for you. And this is probably, this is really important. On your bio for The Bachelor, you said that you went on a date with Harry Styles and that you would you would talk about it. Can you please tell us about your date with Harry Styles? And, and did you see him at Coachella? And how long ago was this? Yeah, we need to know everything. Oh my God. The amount of DMs from like, you know, just random people across the world being like, tell us about the date with Harry. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I've literally opened a can of worms. Um, it did happen. There's like a like 20 minute version of the story I can tell, or there's like a like brief synopsis. I think I'll stick. Well, let's, let's go with like 10 minutes. Give us okay. as much in the middle. detail as Meet you in can. The middle. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so I was an assistant at CAA. This was probably 2014. So One Direction okay. was still together. Um, okay. I was 24. I had like just moved here. I was like bright eyed and bushy tailed. Um, and Harry, well, One Direction was a client and their agent gave Harry my number. He asked me first and I was like, yeah, sure. Harry who? And he was like, uh, Styles and Callie, you know, <laughs> who the agent was. Who I also was like, wait, you're hot too. Like you can also <laughs> use my number. <laughs> um, so we like texted a little bit. Um, he, you and Harry? Yes. About what? Was, it was so crazy. Like it was like a, coming from like a Gmail. So I was like, Oh my God, like what to be oh like, <laughs> so like, it was like an iMessage, like literally Gmail thing. I'm yeah. like, Oh okay. my God. And like being an assistant at DA, you're like out in the hallway with all the other assistants. So of course I was like pulling the masses because I was like, what do I say? Like, I want to be like cute and coy, but like not like playing it too cool. Like I, I definitely am like, you know, I would take a bullet for this man. Like, well, you know, how do I convey this in like a funny, charming way? Um, so we like, you know, we're trying to make plans. He originally suggested lunch. I knew that, you know, lunch was like kind of a friend zone move. I also like, can't like get a drink at lunch. I'm an assistant. Like I also can't be gone for a long time. So I just like made up a lie that was like, Oh, I have a meeting at lunch, but like I could do dinner and like assistants at CA don't have meetings. Like I'm literally, I don't even have a name (laughs) on the email. It's like, you know, so-and-so's assistant. So I was just like totally riffing, but I wanted it to be like a, a later in the evening version sure, of the experience. Of and it was, we went to, um, great move. You got, you totally. got to move it out of the daytime and tonight for, a I, I agree. Daytime ain't it like the night no. I knew, I knew, I, I knew what I had to do. Um, <laughs> so we end up, um, meeting at Petit Hermitage, which is mm, a hotel yeah. in West Hollywood. Um, very low nice key. Pool. Yeah. No paparazzi. I remember like getting off the elevator and like the doors like opening to this like little rooftop like yeah, area. Nice and, and Harry Styles is just like sitting at a table for two. And I'm like, <laughs> and oh, like how old is he at this time? Like 18? Um, so I I didn't know exactly how old he was, but I figured out real fast when I ordered a drink and he ordered a coffee because he <laughs> was 20. <laughs> <laughs> And then, That's like, not too young, though. 20 no, to 24, it's like... Yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, I remember Jeffrey's assistant being like, 
oh, he loves older women. And I was like, older women, I'm 24. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, he does. He always dates older. That's true. Totally. Which I mean, you know, we love to see it go Harry. Um, mm-hmm. So we, I have my drink, he has his coffee. We like split fries. He's like asking me about my life. And it's like so tender because like, he's so interested in like me and my story, which like, honestly, thank God, because like, what would I have asked him? Like, what's it like to be famous? Like (laughs) everyone loves you. What's going on? You know, like it, it was such a like, um, unexpected, but like cute change of pace for him to be so like invested in what was going on with my life. And then, um, this will totally like date the story, but he was like, Uh what are you doing after this? And I was like, well, my boss just signed Iggy Azalea and she's playing at the will turn because that was when Iggy was like everything. This is 2014. So I was like, we, I have to go to her show. They want a big CAA presence there. Like, you know, but maybe we can meet up afterwards. And he was like, Oh, okay, maybe. So he like drops me off at my car. Um, Kate. Which, like, at the time, what? Why didn't you invite him to the concert? I'm so confused. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it didn't really cross my mind that he would want to go see Iggy Azalea. I think he also had a dinner or something that, like, mm-hmm. he had something, I had something. Like, our, our paths were going to diverge at this point. Okay. Um, and so he drops me off my car, which the car I was driving at that point was this, like, beat-to-shit Volkswagen Jetta with, like, hubcaps <laughs> missing and, like, the, like side mirror was like would dangle off if you went more than like 10 miles an hour so he was like which car and i'm like um like there's like a range rover in front of him like it's that that general director like it's fine (laughs) i'm like i literally i'm an assistant i I have like negative money um so he drops me off and gives me a kiss and it's like you know it's not like a make out but it's like okay Mm. this is like a formidable kiss so like i get out of the car and i just like start like mass texting everyone in my phone. Like, you know, <laughs> we kissed, we're in love. Oh my God. And then my phone vibrates and it's the Gmail that he's texting me from. And he's oh like, God. oh, would you want to like, you know, have a drink before the show? And I was like, oh, I could be convinced. So he sends me this address and um, uh, he's like, you know, come here, have a drink before the show. So I remember like rolling the windows down and like starting to drive and just like, breathing in the California air and being like, <laughs> you have made it. This is exactly where your life was supposed to go. You're going to marry this man. You're going to quit your job. You have literally made it. This is like the stars are aligning. I'm like, you know, winding up in like the hills. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I didn't know there were like bars up here. Turns out it's not a bar. It's a house. So we, I like go to this house and like, um, <laughs> he like opens the door and I walk in and the door doesn't even shut all the way before he like picks me up and like slams me against the wall. And we start like violently making out. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. This is this amazing. Is a great story. <laughs> this is I just amazing. Remember, like, it was like so out of body. I was like, wait, like this is like every 16 year old girl's like wet dream right now. Like this oh is God. so crazy. So we like, make out we like drink we talk we hang we like kind of roll around but like nothing actually happens because in my mind I'm like I can't do this like I just got this job at CAA I don't know if this is okay I also am probably like never gonna hear from him again I also (laughs) am like on my period 
So like, there's just like, <laughs> there was a lot of like, a lot of barriers, like, you know, a yeah. lot of barriers, a lot of like, like the record scratch noise that like, like was happening in my head. And I'm like, just don't like, just not now. So I'm like, Carrie, I gotta go. I'm like late to the show. Like, let's revisit this in like a week and I'll be like good to go. So he walked me to the door. I give him a hug. I like walk outside, get in my car. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, did that really just happen? I'm like screeching tires to the wheel turn to make it to Azalea. I get there. Everybody's like, you totally hooked up with him. And I'm like, no, like I didn't like tampon still in. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, what? Like, that's like, a, honestly a better story because you didn't. And I'm like, I don't know, is it? And then some of the, some of the other assistants were like, oh my God, well, he's never going to get over you because you didn't. And I'm like, this isn't like a high school jock yeah, yeah. Netflix show that we're talking about. This is Harry Styles. He could literally call like Kendall Jenner or like anybody to come over like this is this is not it so a quick side note to this story is um I had a little too much to drink that weekend and I dropped and shattered my phone (gasps) and so I like go to Verizon a broken shell of a person with a broken you're like Harry Styles I'm I'm like help he might you know I don't know and they're like, well, we see you're still on your parents' plan. If you get your own plan and change your number, we'll give you a free phone. So I changed my number. This and is I get so a free upsetting. Phone. I'm incredibly <laughs> upset. <laughs> so I've been telling myself, he's just been relentlessly texting me for the last like, you know, seven years. In reality, I I don't know if he would recognize me if we bumped into each other on the street. I would hope. I don't know. But um, yeah. Wait, so you've never incredible. heard from him again? He would like come in the office every now and then, you know, and like every assistant would start QCing me like, your ex-boyfriend's here. <laughs> and so I would like, you know, I, I remember like bumping into him in the hallway and like giving him a hug and being like, how are you? And he's like, I'm so good. How are you? Like, so sweet, very cordial. Like the way that he is, like, now is the same that he was then just like a like good natured person who just has like an ungodly level of like charisma and charm and it's just like completely irresistible but still so like lovable and down to earth yeah like wow i don't know how you've never told the story this is such a good story i'm so So happy if you ask (laughs) exclusive on bachelor (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) I told this story oh in the God. house to a bunch of the girls and they were like, yeah. I mean, seriously, why would you want to hook up with Clayton when you've hooked up with Harry? Truly. There's like, truly, like this, truly, like truly opposite energy. Oh my God. This is the most party I felt on bachelor party. Me too. I'm like, I'm like, this is such a great story. I'm, I'm glad we got the 10 minute version. I, oh I wish god. I was there. I oh like, my god. Me too. And I hope I don't get a cease and desist from Harry's legal team. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be more upset? Harry Styles about you telling the story or Ben Affleck from Emma claiming she oh matched with him my on god. Raya? Wait, what is the latest with that? I like saw the um, episode where she talked about that, but did he come out and say something? I, I don't it. remember. Wait, he denied it and. Raya came out and said that he hadn't been using the platform in the past couple of years. But I don't think that I, she didn't say it was recent. It could have been a while ago and yeah. she just like still had the tact. And, yeah, I actually and believe I also, her. I just want to say I believe too. Emma. I do too. I haven't I think spent it's a, a really lot of time weird with thing Emma. to 
makeup. My about. Yeah. I agree. And like, she knew that this would come out and she knew that it would be a thing. So I don't think she had anything to gain by being like dishonest. Like I, I default to believing Emma too. I haven't spent a ton of time with her. Um, but I mean, I, I think that she's like obviously really stunning and like, seems like to be genuine and warm. Wow. Um, I think it's true. I think he's embarrassed and maybe, and I don't know why, by the way, she's a hot girl. What are you embarrassed she's about? She's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and like, we all single. have, like, yeah, yeah. Who cares? we all have dabbled on Raya and like seen, you know, like people who we recognize. So I yeah. don't think there's it's, any, like, I, it's thrilling. I think it happened maybe just a while ago. And if I was Me her, too. I would post it and be like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, here's the receipts. Let's go. <laughs> like, completely agree. Yeah. Um, Kate, it was so much fun talking to you. And thank you so much for telling the Harry Styles story. Guys. It's going to tell me, take me a while to get over that one. <laughs> one um, last question before we wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Can we see you on Bachelor in Paradise? Um, so I would love to go to Paradise. If they ask me, the answer would be a resounding yes. Awesome. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Kate. And thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. Thank you to Harry Styles. I mean, <laughs> what you, a Harry. guy. We stand. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.